This is Anchored in Christ, the sermon podcast that gives you hope in the gospel as an anchor for your soul. Brought to you from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. I'd be similar feeling today if you were at a wedding and they ran out of food or they ran out of cake. But years down the road, that memory would be something that you would laugh about. You would remember fondly as, oh, remember when we were at Joe and Sally's wedding and they ran out of cake? This memory with this bride and groom would not have been funny. It would have been devastating. Thankfully, Jesus, quite literally, saves the day. And the happy couple were able to enjoy their wedding as the best day. Their best day was also the day that Jesus revealed his glory, as we see in verse 11 of our passage. The author of this gospel was essentially saying that here, Jesus reveals exactly who he is in a public setting. He is the Son of God, the Messiah, to launch a world-saving ministry. But the people there were not attending a great evangelistic event. They weren't at the wedding to launch a missionary into ministry. The people were there to celebrate. And they had already been celebrating so much that they had run out of wine. But for some reason, Jesus chose that best day to be his best day to reveal his glory. We can see the topic of Jesus' glory throughout the Gospels. Jesus prays that his disciples may see his glory, the glory he shares with God the Father. Jesus is in his glory when he dies on the cross between two thieves. Jesus says that he will come in his glory and sit on his, and sit on his throne in glory to judge the nations at the end of time. The glory of Jesus is also the Father's glory. They're one and the same. In the Old Testament, we read about God's glory as weighty or heavy. It's an indication of his presence. It comes as a cloud over Mount Sinai and also as a fire when Moses receives the law. The glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord who is the king of glory. The angels sing, holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of your glory. Jesus' glory, God's glory, is the divine presence in all its fullness. God's glory is God's divine presence. We can grasp the significance of this in a tiny way when we think about our own human communication. Have you ever posted something on Facebook or wrote an email in a conversation and someone misunderstood you? And you think to yourself, oh, if I had just made a phone call, they would have not misunderstood. But even phone calls sometimes are not enough to fully communicate. You can't see facial expressions on a phone call. You can't see body language on a phone call. FaceTime or video chats might be the best way to communicate, but it's still lacking something. It's lacking presence. 
So when my friend is sad or hurting, I can video chat with her, but I can't reach out my hand and touch her arm or give her a hug. The fullness of our presence is the way for us to communicate exactly what we're thinking and feeling. The fullness of God's presence came in all its glory in Jesus Christ. And at the wedding in Cana of Galilee, the best day was the day that Jesus revealed his glory, his divine presence. And we see that Jesus truly is God with us. In fact, throughout the Old Testament, God refers to the people of Israel as his bride, his beloved. And the covenant he made with them, and the, with the law in Mount Sinai, he calls that a marriage covenant. And every time the people of Israel break that covenant by worshiping false deities, God says they have committed adultery and he should divorce them. Time and time again, God invites time and time again, God invites Israel to return to him, to receive his compassion and his grace and to become his beloved once more. So really, what better place for God to come to reveal his glory than at a wedding? So it is there at Cana of Galilee that Jesus reveals his glory to us. And we can see it in three ways. His authority, his compassion, and his grace. Jesus reveals his glory through his authority, his compassion, and his grace. First, Jesus reveals his authority through his mother's invitation. Mary somehow hears that the wine is gone, and she quietly lets Jesus know. Mary knows who Jesus is and the power that he has. It would have been a very polite way, actually, of saying, lovely lady, this is not my job, and it's not the right time. Mary doesn't answer Jesus, actually, at all. She turns and she talks to the servants, and she says, you do whatever he says. To our ears, this sounds like a strange conversation between a mother and her child, but the original readers of this text would have recognized something very significant in their exchange. When Jesus says, my hour has not come, he's indicating that if he begins to do miraculous works now, people will know he's the Messiah. And then the conflict that leads to his death will ultimately come. Jesus is gently reminding his mother Mary that a miraculous act right that a miraculous act right now would set in motion the beginning of the end his suffering and her own suffering Mary turning to the servants and giving them instructions reveals her own great faith she speaks about Jesus in the way that Old Testament people would have spoken to a prophet or about a prophet. Do whatever he tells you would have been understood to be do whatever he tells you because I believe he has authority from God to do God's works. The sign that Jesus performs, turning water into wine, would also have reminded the original readers about Moses. 
when the people of Israel were enslaved in Egypt, Moses performed miracles to prove to the Pharaoh that God was more powerful than Pharaoh was and that Pharaoh should let God's people go. Turn water into blood. And Jesus turned water into wine. He was a prophet like Moses. Jesus shows that like a prophet of old, he has authority and power from God to do God's work. And with his miraculous sign, his journey to the cross begins. Jesus revealed his glory by revealing his authority. Not only does Jesus have the authority of a prophet sent by God, he also reveals his glory by showing great compassion. We know that to run out of wine at a wedding was more than just embarrassing, it actually would have set the newlyweds up for social disaster. And the one thing that stood in Jesus' way was actually religious practices. Those six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, they were huge. They were like the size of a one, right? They could only be used for the water for purification and nothing else. Any other substance would make them ceremonially unclean and they couldn't be used for their intended purposes. So it would be wrong for those jars to be full of wine. But that doesn't stop Jesus. He's more motivated by compassion than tradition. And by turning the water in those jars into wine, Jesus actually does something culturally inappropriate to rescue a family from social disaster. Jesus revealed his glory by showing compassion for his neighbor. Ola, a pediatric nurse at the Hadassah Hospital in Jerusalem, also showed great compassion for her neighbor in a surprising way. In, way. in 2017, there was a head-on collision between a bus and a car that brought nine-month-old baby Yaman to the ER in Jerusalem. His mother was critically injured, and his father was dead. Although baby Yaman had a skull fracture and a leg injury, the biggest problem was that he refused to take a bottle. And his mother couldn't nurse him because she was in critical condition. For seven hours, who refused to eat, and his own condition was declining. His aunts, who were there taking care of him, asked his nurse, Ola, if she could find a wet nurse for him. And Ola didn't even think twice. She had a baby herself at home, and she offered to nurse this baby. He immediately calmed down in her arms as he fell asleep, his tummy full. Baby Yaman and his family are Palestinian, and Ola is Jewish. Yaman's family was surprised that a Jewish woman would agree to breastfeed a Palestinian baby. That night, the baby lived and ate several times. Ola returned to her home the next morning after a 24-hour 20 hour shift at the hospital, and they were worried who was going to feed the baby. So Ola posted on the La Leche League Facebook page and asked if anyone could come help. And women from all over the country offered to volunteer to feed baby Yaman. 
Baby Yaman was saved because of the compassion of a woman who many would have considered his enemy. Ola was willing to do something that was culturally surprising. Surprising. A Jewish woman feeding a Palestinian baby because her compassion outweighed her sense of what was culturally appropriate. Jesus revealed his glory by showing his authority. Jesus revealed his glory by showing his great compassion. And Jesus revealed his glory through abundant grace. Jesus told the servants to draw out some of the water and take it to the steward. The steward would have been like the master of ceremonies, the one who was in charge of the celebration. The steward did not know where the wine came from, but it was so good. It was so good, he had to boast about it to the bridegroom. You saved the best for last. This was abundant was abundant grace. Jesus didn't need to make the best wine. He actually didn't need to make any wine. It wasn't Jesus' responsibility to save this wedding. The miracle was almost unnecessary. No one was ill. No one was demon-possessed. No one was dying or already dead. The ordinariness of this need, a beverage for guests, did not prevent Jesus from revealing his glory in abundance. This is grace, absolutely more than you could ever deserve. This truly was the best day. Jesus revealed his glory in his authority. Jesus revealed his glory in his compassion. And Jesus revealed his glory in abundant grace. Turning the water into wine at the wedding of Cana was the first sign that Jesus performed. It was the sign that revealed his glory. His divine presence among us. Jesus is God, full of authority, full of compassion, and full of grace. And when the hour did come for Jesus to be crucified, he revealed his glory on the cross by taking our sin, everything that separates us from God, and paying the price with his own blood. But this is also Jesus' glory, conquering our sin by rising from the dead three days later. The best day is the day that Jesus reveals his glory to us through his death and and through his resurrection. Have you had a best day with Jesus? A day when the glory of his death and the glory of his resurrection became real to you. A day when you, like Jesus' disciples, believed in him. I grew up in a Christian family, and I remember as a little girl, about five years old, asking Jesus to come live inside my heart, just like my mom told me to. But I didn't really grasp the glory of Jesus' death and resurrection. When I was about nine years old, I had this 
unsettling feeling that maybe the prayer I prayed when I was five wasn't good enough. I should probably pray it again. And so I did. I prayed every night for a whole month. If I just kept praying, maybe it would be true. Maybe I could be certain that Jesus really did die for me. And by the grace of God, at the end of that month, I had a revelation. My prayers weren't going to change anything. If Jesus had really died and rose again, I couldn't make it more real by praying. Jesus had already saved me. It was already done. All that I could do was either believe that it was true or not believe that it's true. I chose to believe. I didn't write down the date. I can't tell you exactly when it happened. But in my mind, that is still the best day. Because it's the day I believed in Jesus. Jesus revealed his glory at a wedding at Cana. He revealed his authority, his compassion, and his grace. He revealed his divine presence, and his disciples believed in him. The best day is the day that Jesus reveals his glory. So here's my question for you. Are you a disciple? Have you believed in Jesus? If you have not yet put your faith in Jesus Christ, today is the day of salvation. Today could be your best day. If you already are a disciple of Jesus, you already can say, yeah, I've had a best day when I put my heart, my faith in Jesus. Then I invite you to pray as we sing this next song. Is there a place in your own life right now where you need Jesus to show his authority, where you need him to show compassion to you, where you need him to show grace? Is there a relationship that you need healed? Is there a situation you need God to enter in? As I close in prayer, I invite you to take a moment to acknowledge that need that you have and invite Jesus to meet it with all of his glory. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we need you. Every day, we need you. And I am amazed at the grace that you show us, the compassion that you have for us, and the authority that you have in our lives. Jesus, would you continue to reveal your glory to us as we look to you? In your name I pray, amen. I invite you to... Thank you for listening to this sermon from Old South Presbyterian Church in Newburyport, Massachusetts. If you'd like more information about our historic church or you'd like to find out more about the gospel of Jesus, please visit our website at oldsouthnbpt.org. The peace of Christ be with you.
Heavenly Father, you see each of our hearts. You know the things that weigh on us, the things that weigh on our minds, the people we love.